Here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the brand new Las Vegas Raiders. This is the Raiders Wire podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now your host, Ryan O'Leary and Raiders Wire editor Marcus Mosher. I know it's more than a week away, but does that third preseason game still kind of take on that dress rehearsal kind of feel to you? Or? I don't know about that. You know, we're we're right now we're going to look at our injury situation at linebacker. We've had great practices. We had two really good practices against the Rams. So we got to look at the health of our team, most importantly, and. Um, we got to see who's on the bubble, who we really need to see to make this football team. And uh, we would like to get some of the guys a few reps. But at the end of the day, I think health and uh, keeping the right 53 is at the top of our list right now. There's John Gruden, Marcus, talking about, you know, it kind of sounds like coach speak when you listen to that comment he made after that second preseason game. He's going, you know, talking ahead to that third preseason game, usually that dress rehearsal game where we finally see guys like, I don't know, Derek Carr, Darren Waller. (laughs) Jacobs, Rugs, all these guys that we haven't seen at all, you know, and we finally right. see that dress rehearsal where they play the first half, maybe come out after halftime, get a few series, do the whole thing. But Gruden's kind of showing, he's kind of telling us right there, Marcus, that that's not really in the plans, is it? And uh, I feel like it kind of brings us to this interesting trend that's going on in the NFL, and it feels like Gruden and the Raiders are at the forefront of it. They are kind of valuing these joint practices over the preseason games at this point, at least for their veterans or guys that they know are going to be a big part of the team. You can control these practices. You can have these scrimmages. I know Derek Carr was playing in the scrimmage against the Rams last week, right? We heard all kinds of stuff about Hunter Renfro against Jalen Ramsey. You know that was true because Ramsey had to defend (laughs) himself on Twitter. So you know that was all. None of that was made up. But this trend, right? Joint practices maybe being greater than the preseason because of what you can control. It seems like that's going on in the NFL. Seems like the Raiders are right at the front of that line. Yeah, and I think it makes a lot of sense, right? Because you can have guys like Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota out there, and you know they're not going to get hit. And you can have somebody like Darren Waller and know that he's not going to get taken to the ground. And then on top of that, Ryan, because you have, what is it, like 160 players out on the field at the same time, you can actually be running two different groups. So like when the Raiders were scrimmaging the Rams, they had two different fields where it was the ones against the ones and then the twos against the twos. They can run... A com- you know, a combined 120 plays, you get way more evaluation, way more tape to watch. It just makes a lot more sense than your traditional preseason game where not a lot of that translates. So I do think this is going to become more common. I do think, Ryan, eventually we're probably going to get down to two preseason games, maybe one preseason game. And we'll just see more joint practices. Yeah, I think that's what's coming. It does not sound like we're going to see a lot of these guys against the 49ers either, right? I mean, you just you heard Gruden. He kind of he kind of shot it down. <laughs> you know, I mean, maybe they'll finally play a little bit, but I don't think they're going to play a full no. half. You don't think you'll no, see them all? I don't. No, I'll, none of the guys that you saw last week. You know, Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs. I don't anticipate any of those guys playing. I think this is going to be guys 55 through 80 playing a lot of the snaps in this one. I think Gruden wants to just get through this game. There's a couple of players he wants to see. Maybe Nate Hobbs, a cornerback that's played well, or down the roster running back. But nobody that's going to have any key role is going to appear in this game at all. 
I can't watch any more Nate Peterman. I just you know I've I've seen too much of him in the preseason. You had your fill. I've had my fill of Peterman. Yeah, (laughs) I'd like I'm I'm ready for Derek Carr. Maybe we have to wait for Week One. But the Raiders should be controlling whatever they can control and and you know trying to save themselves from injuries because for some you know they're always banged up, Marcus. It always seems like there's guys injured. (laughs) I think that's another big reason why we're not seeing anybody play in these games and they're banged up again, especially a linebacker. So I want to kind of gauge your uh, your panic level. You know, Nicholas Morrow going down. Kwiatkowski's mm-hmm. been sidelined. Javen White went down. So, yeah. I mean, all these guys were thin at linebacker and so thin, Marcus, that I saw on Raiders Wire that, the, that there was even a, a trade offer or the team was kicking the tires <laughs> on bringing Khalil Mack back. So how, what a story that would have been. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's divvy these up with two different things. So first of all, there, there are injuries at linebacker. Javen White, it sounds like he suffered a pretty serious knee injury. I kind of expect him to be out for the year carted off yeah Every, not good. yeah it, it's brutal luck because he was playing really well in the preseason but everybody else should be ready for week one if not week two so i'm not really concerned about the linebackers they still have Corey littleton tanner muse has been playing well divine diablo is back at practice so i think they'll be okay at linebacker now ryan this story about khalil mack is uh is quite an interesting one right so uh according to vic taffer of the athletic the Raiders called the Bears about trying to acquire Khalil Mack this offseason. They had a bunch of cap space. They were trying to figure out a way to improve their pass rush. Uh, Gruden still takes pride in that trade that he made initially with uh, trading away Mack to the Bears. He actually has uh, – it was the Sloan Conference trade of the year, the sports transaction of the year. He has that trophy sitting on his desk right now. He does. It's a true story. Uh, so he's still very prideful of that trade. Um, but I think he knows this team can't rush the passer. And they needed they needed an alpha back there, and I think he was willing to trade, let's say a first round pick to go back and get Khalil Mack. It didn't work out, but kudos to for Gruden for at least trying to find a way to improve their pass rush. Great little scoop right there from the Athletic. That is just that's a that's just an awesome story that they tried to get mm-hmm. him back. Well, let's kick the tire on Mack before we go and get Ngakwe, right? <laughs> like, and you know, I'm I'm not too worried about. I mean, we're talking about they're very happy with Ngakwe, by the way. Right, they they right. think he's going to be a star. So it was just. Hey, let's call it. The worst they can say is no, you know, it's, it's whatever. So ultimately didn't work out, but it's clear. I think Gruden knows he probably made a mistake with that trade. Not quite an admission of defeat, but he's at least getting a little bit closer to that line, which is good. Well, you, which is good. You say Josh, Josh Jacobs and Damon Arnett's not a fair trade for <laughs> uh, yeah. maybe the best pass rusher in football. Yeah, it guess, seems strange. I, I guess not, but <laughs> I, I want to play a little stock up, stock down with you, Marcus. Okay. Uh, and you mentioned Nate Hobbs. I mean, he's all over the place. When you, you search mm-hmm. Raiders in Google, Nate Hobbs' name is popping up everywhere. I mean, he is like stealing the show in camp right now. Yeah. I mean, he's been fantastic. According to pro football focus, he's been their highest rated player all year. That's a spot where the Raiders, didn't really know who was going to start at week one at slot corner. Nevin Lawson is suspended for the first two games. Amik Robertson was a fourth-round pick last year who's transitioning from an outside cornerback to the slot. And then there's Nate Hobbs, who they drafted in the fifth round, and it's kind of run away with the job, Ryan. And it sounds like even when Nevin Lawson comes back, he's not getting that job back. So kudos to, to Nate Hobbs for having a heck of a training camp in preseason so far. And, and kudos to Gruden and Mayock because Gruden just, you know, he just smiles from ear to ear and goes, Hey, in, in these pressers, right? It's like, Hey, how about that fifth round pick? Guy? They, uh, they yeah. got one, right? Listen, you have that <laughs> yeah. many picks. Eventually you're going to get one, right? Now, how about the first round pick? Leatherwood was out there a little bit. Alex Leatherwood mm-hmm. had some moments, people that put on the grades on these offensive yeah. linemen. Maybe he's not the highest graded lineman. You know, I've, I saw an article that he's been in a disappointment this preseason from one media outlet. 
So mm-hmm. we're kind of, you know, a little up and down on Alex Leatherwood right now. Do you think his stock is up or down right now? I think he's fine. I, I still think he, he looks like he belongs with the starting group. He's not being embarrassed. And really, that's all you want from your offensive tackle in the first couple of games of the preseason. Even Penny Sewell, who's been, you know, heralded as one of the best offensive line prospects to come out in the last decade. He's had his struggles in the preseason. So remember, Alex Leatherwood is making the transition from left tackle to right tackle. It's going to take some time. He's also making the transition from college to the NFL. I think he's been okay this preseason. I'm not concerned at all, and neither are the Raiders. And then uh, I saw the headline on Raiders Wire as well. Trevin Merrig, quiet assassin. He got called Mm. by one of his teammates. So he's Mm. definitely, he's another guy that's kind of living up to expectations. We love that pick at the time. He seems to be living up to it. Yeah, Gus Bradley really likes him. He thinks he can play all over the field, down in the slot, in the box, and of course as a free safety. Uh, I think he's going to be a day one starter. I think they're very excited about his potential. And let's see who is the better safety between him and Jonathan Abram this year, because that's going to be a little interesting battle to watch. They took Abram in the first round in 2019. Don't be surprised if Merrick is the clear-cut winner uh, between those two players this year. Cleveland Farrell, Marcus, you would think with the team a little thin at linebacker and he's out there in these preseason games that he would flash a little bit. Where's Farrell been? Uh, I feel like his stock's a little bit down. We know he's not a starter anymore. And it's like he's kind of a depth piece. And you just I feel like they're still kind of banking on him improving this year. We talked about that a little bit earlier in the spring. Yeah, I'm just not seeing it yet. Now it's only the preseason. Maybe he's doing more behind the scenes that I'm, you know, that I'm reading and seeing on the on the preseason highlights. But where's he been, man? <laughs> Where he was drafted was so unfair to Cleveland Farrell's career because I think if he is a late first or early second round pick, which and where everybody projected him to go, I think we'd have a totally different attitude about him because he is a really good run defender. He he can play multiple positions. He's just not an elite pass rusher. And if you draft that guy in the early second round. You're probably pretty happy with what he's done so far. You think he's a valuable rotational guy. But when you spend the number four pick in the draft on him and you pass up guys like Devin White and Josh Allen, the, the edge rusher for the Jags, the, the expectations are just, just different. He's not going to be a starter. He's probably never going to be a guy that records double-digit sacks in his career. And now you have to wonder, to like, how many snaps a game is he going to get? Is, is he going to get 40 snaps? Is he only going to get 20 snaps? I, I have no idea. Um, I don't think he's played poorly in the preseason. He's just kind of the way he is. Coming up next, the fantasy question of the week. I'm going to throw that at Marcus. Stick around. All right, Marcus. uh, Fantasy question of the week for you. Buy or sell Henry Ruggs as a fantasy sleeper this year. Now, you got to think he's going to get more opportunity this year by default with Nelson Aguilar over in New England with my Patriots. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aguilar's probably like, what the hell did I get myself into over in New England? All they do is run screen <laughs> passes and run the ball. Anyway, he's getting drafted in fantasy drafts, as Henry Ruggs were talking about. Right around the time with like Jalen Waddell, Darnell Mooney, Michael mm-hmm. Pittman Jr., guys like that, right? He's in that group. Are you taking a flyer on him in that group, or, or do you like guys like Mooney more? You know, like what do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm selling Henry Ruggs in that range because the Raiders last year had the third fewest targets to wide receivers. That passing offense doesn't have a ton of volume, and when they do throw the ball, it's going to Darren Waller, Foster Moreau, or Hunter Renfro. Like, that's that's it. Those are the guys that are going to get all the, the, the passes. Nelson Aguilar was very productive last year for the Raiders, and still he wasn't somebody that you ever wanted to start on your fantasy team. When you're drafting that late, you know, in the double-digit rounds, you want somebody who could potentially see, let's say, 18 to 20% of the target share in a passing offense. It's just never going to be Henry Ruggs. So I think there's better options out there. 
I think there's other receivers that are going to just see more work. I think Henry Ruggs could be a really good NFL player. I just don't think he's somebody you want on your fantasy team. You put his name next to a guy like Darnell Mooney. And I, I really feel like Mooney could just bust out this year, right? He feels like he was wide open on a lot of plays last year, and the Bears just didn't have a quarterback that could get him the ball. Now that remains to be seen. Seems like they're going to start the year with Andy Dalton, so we'll see what Good happens luck. there. And yeah. I saw your tweets. I know you're not high on Andy <laughs> Dalton. Nor am I, trust me. No. Uh, but I still feel like a guy like Darnell Mooney has big-time bust-out potential. And I, and I get what you're saying. When you put Darnell Mooney and Henry Ruggs next to each other, I'm like, I like Mooney every time. I'd rather take him in that range than uh, than Ruggs. So I think I agree with you. Yeah, and that's not to say that Mooney's a better player than Ruggs because I just don't think that's the case. I just think Mooney's way more likely to see eight to ten targets a game than Ruggs because, again, when the Raiders throw the ball, which they don't do a ton of, all those targets are going to the middle of the field, to the tight ends or the slot receivers or the backs. Just not a lot of volume there for Henry Rux. All right, and then I have a little over-under question for you. This okay. is not exactly a sports betting question, but it's kind of it's kind of a fun one that I came across. And we were talking about the linebackers earlier. So Yannick Ngakwe and Max Crosby. Over-under 15 combined sacks for those two this year. Yeah, I would say over, right? Because we've already seen both of these guys have double-digit sack seasons in their career. I think Ngakwe is going to get 9.5 to 10. So can Crosby get... Six, seven, eight. I think so. I think I would go over. All right. I love it. Are you ready for more Nate Peterman against the uh, 49ers, Marcus? I, I, uh, I got to see at least a series of Derek Carr. Or I'm going to lose my mind. Yes. Well, the good thing is if you are excited for Nate Peterman, well, we've got you guys covered at the Raiders where come check out our postgame <laughs> recaps, our winners and losers. We got it all on there. So. Maybe, maybe they'll finally stick Mariota out there. Actually, Gruden talked about that. And yeah. I think we finally could see Mariota. So that might be. Please, like one <laughs> series of Marcus Mariota would be like a sight for sore yeah. eyes, man. Yeah, it, it totally would. So for Marcus Moser, I'm Ryan O'Leary. Thanks for joining us. We will be back to talk about that 49ers game and start looking ahead to week one. Looking forward to that. We'll talk to you then. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.